Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I am Diana Ricciotti, certified coach of NLP, certified timeline therapy practitioner, business mentor, and the girl who went from corporate climbing to solopreneur, replacing her full-time income working part-time hours in her business while juggling mum life. But you, my friend, can call me D because I know quite literally that we're going to become business besties. This space is for you to escape into away from the crazy hustle in your business and life to get your weekly mindset fix, your business boost, your realignment with the highest and best version of yourself and your dose of self-development. All ingredients that I believe for a soulfully successful business where abundance and fulfillment go hand in hand. Whether you're doing the nine to five grind and dreaming about there being something more out there for you, whether you're wanting to explode your side hustle, or you are already a business owner feeling maybe a little lost, stuck or overwhelmed, this podcast is designed to speak to your soul. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's podcast and level up your mindset so that you can begin living your best life. Hello, business besties, and welcome to episode 11 of the Her Soulful Success podcast. I'm your host, Diana, and today I am interviewing a woman on a mission to help women regain their confidence and love for their bodies through nutrition and self-love practices. Melissa is a qualified clinical nutritionist, author, and self-love mentor. She is the owner of Get It Girl Nutrition and Self-Love, a clinical nutritionist and health coaching service for women. What I love about Melissa is she makes understanding nutrition simple and her balanced and realistic approach will assist you in leading a healthy, happy and nourished life, which is so important when running a business. Soulful success truly means a holistic approach to being successful in your business and you are about to learn so much about how what you eat impacts your performance and energy levels in your business. You will often find Melissa bursting with energy in the kitchen, cooking up her favorite Italian dishes, which are like mouth watering with nothing but a big smile on her face. And I am nothing other than so excited to jump into this week's episode with her. Let's dive in. This podcast is brought to you by the Soulfully Successful Elite Mentorship a program where you get to work closely with me to start and scale your profitable online business while being part of a tight-knit sisterhood of like-minded CEOs who will support and cheer you on, where you will learn how to create more abundance in your life by working less, and where you get to design a lifestyle, not just a business. This program currently comes with a bonus $2,000 breakthrough package for free. To apply and reserve a spot, head on over to the link in the show notes. I am so excited for today's episode, as usual, but today especially, because I have got someone really special jumping on today. Her name is Melissa, and she's my personal nutritionist, and we are going to be talking to you about all things, increasing your energy levels, healing your gut, and anything that is related to a better performance for you in your business. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here today. 
we are too. I am so passionate about this topic. Melissa, could you just start by sharing with us just a little bit about what it is that you do, what it is that you help clients transform within themselves and just so the audience can creep on your account some more, where do you hang out? (laughs) Of course. Okay. So I am a clinical nutritionist. I studied a health science degree majoring in nutrition and dietetics. I have created my own clinical nutrition business where I see predominantly women and I help them to overcome whatever health issues that they may have. I prefer to see women who are suffering with anxiety, low energy, skin issues, gut issues. That's my jam. I really am passionate about those aspects of nutrition. I love to educate women on how they can use the foods that they eat every single day to get the result that they want and really educate women on the importance of what we're putting into our body and how it's going to help them with their performance and basically just all aspects of their health. So I help women to understand food and nutrition and nutrients and calories and all of those things. And I teach them how they can have the independence to use those things that they've learned to create long lasting, sustainable health. So I'm not about um, quick fixes. I'm not about diets. I'm not about Mm. giving someone a two week plan. I am all about educating the woman to understand how she can make long lasting changes for herself. So for anything to be, to create good foundations of health, you need to be the one making the changes. You need to be the one in control of your health. You can have someone guiding you, you can have some support, but you cannot rely on anyone else to do that for you. So I feel that's my role with women. I educate them, I give them the tools that they need and I support them through that process. Yeah, that's a little bit about what I do and and I do that in a one-on-one one setting. I use my Instagram and social media platforms to also educate as many people as I can. And yeah, that's what I do. And I love it. Thanks so much, Melissa, for sharing that. Oh my gosh. I, the reason why I sought Melissa out in particular to have my nutrition overhauled was because I was struggling with low energy and I was struggling to function, particularly around like the afternoon slump that I would get Mm -hmm. um, in my business, but obviously in the juggle in looking after my kids. And what I loved is just highlighting the part about a sustainable nutritional diet is that Mm. when I looked at this diet um, or this plan that Melissa provided me for the very first time, I was like, I can do this and I'm actually going to be eating more food and I'm Mm. going to be eating food that I enjoy and love where a lot of the times when I have looked at plans or diets previously, it has always been, okay, I'm going to do this and just prove to myself that I can and Mm -hmm. it's going to be about shredding (laughs) and losing weight and all of these things. But it's so unsustainable because it's, it's just not, it's not something that you could keep up for a long period of time um, and and sort of particularly blend in with a busy lifestyle as well. So I love what you do and I'm I'm also so passionate about it. Thank you, Melissa. Amazing. That's okay. The women listening to this podcast are women who are usually juggling many hats like me. Some are moms in business. Some are working Mm -hmm. multiple jobs and building their business on the side of that. Others are well into their entrepreneurship life and that in itself just requires high energy levels. What is the correlation um, in your opinion between what we eat and our energy levels? Okay. 
So basically what you eat is your energy levels. So everything that you put into your body has a direct link to the energy output we get in return. So everything we consume has a total number of calories uh, and glucose present within the food. So that is then converted directly into energy, which is what we burn. So that's where the importance of good nutrition actually comes in. Because if we are consuming foods at a fast, heavily processed, really rich in sugar, just from a box and not so great, pretty bland. This is just going to really increase our blood glucose levels. And what's Mm -hmm. going to come with that is a really big drop in energy. So that constant rise and fall um, is what causes us to feel high energy and then really fatigued, high energy and really fatigued. So a good example is that when you send your kid to a birthday party, for example, and they're at the birthday party and they're eating cakes and lollies and then Mm -hmm. they come home and they're bouncing off the walls. Mm -hmm. That's basically what a high sugar, pretty much Western diet can actually do to your energy. So that's the correlation. So that's just an example of what you put in your body is going to, that's what you're going to get out. So energy is food, basically. Mm -hmm. A really good way to eat for energy is to eat foods that are quite wholesome and as close to their natural state as they possibly are because this is how you're going to get the most out of them. So everything we put into our body has a total number of calories, like I said, has um, a sustainable amount of glucose, which we that's our main source of energy in the body. And that's really just going to provide us with what we need to get through our day. So we just need to make sure that what we're eating is clean and wholesome and it doesn't need to be boring. It doesn't need to be bland. In fact, like you said, with your meal plan that I gave you, it's, it's food you love. It's wholesome food is, it's just, good stuff really it's just not processed and rich in sugar so I think I completely went off on a tangent with that but I just kind of wanted to explain correlation between I think we're all quite familiar with what happens when we do eat quite sugary and highly processed foods Mm -hmm. and the energy output we get so I feel like that's just a good way to describe that so yeah Yeah. no I love that (laughs) Melissa you actually are a mind reader because you answered my next question about how we can sustain (laughs) those energy levels so that was a perfect tangent to go on um and it's funny how you you mentioned kids because yes I just feel like everywhere we go at the moment it's very hard as a mum to escape Mm -hmm. kids temptations like we even went the other day and at the cafe after their little soccer game there were muffins and Mm -hmm. jelly beans and lollipops everywhere and it is it's really tricky to navigate with kids and then when yeah. they do a hundred percent when they do just have that taste of a jelly bean or um even just yeah. a muffin um that you didn't cook mm. from home and and has it was very high yeah. sugar and it's processed they are bouncing off the walls but what happens straight after that is they get yeah. they usually fall asleep on the way home basically like an hour yes. early because they're just so slumped and yeah, and they're quite can. moody and, and not in a good place. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. 
while we're on I the topic wanna, of energy yeah, sorry <laughs> no go on yeah. melissa no you no. got there's more sharing no. to do go on what were you gonna say <laughs> so that's i just use that as an example because as women yeah. we probably especially when we are in business and we're quite busy and we're sitting on a computer all day and we realize that three four hours have gone by and we haven't eaten anything we're starting to get a headache and we're feeling really fatigued and not mm-hmm. so great so the first thing we're going to reach for is probably like a muffin or something something quite high in sugar, like a really a muesli bar that's really rich in sugar or something mm-hmm. like that. And yes, we are going to get a boost of energy and we're probably going to smash out some work for about 20 minutes. But with that is going to come a fall. And if you're trying to eat for sustainable energy levels, there is a way to do that. And it's not that. It's, it's fueling your body consistently and regularly throughout the day with wholesome foods to avoid those increase and decreases in your blood glucose levels so yeah Yeah, love that so what i'm hearing is if you want to do 10 minutes of work and then have a really lovely nap go ahead (laughs) and grab go go for that you know that chocolate bar or maybe the ice cream or the muffin during the day alternatively if you're looking for sustainable energy eat more but eat more nutritionally dense wholesome foods of course Love it. Yeah, that's right. That's It's the simplest advice I can give. And I'm not saying those other foods when you should never have uh-huh. them. Absolutely not. I love cakes and chocolates and all of those things. Yeah. But I will understand that they are something that I will indulge with. I will treat myself to those sorts of foods because I do still really enjoy them. But week to week when I'm working and when I need to be functioning at a higher level and I need all my brain power to smash out my work, I will eat differently. So I will make sure that I'm eating consistently and regularly throughout the day. I love that. While we're on the topic of energy, I wanted to get your opinion on coffee because coffee Mm -hmm. is something that I personally just have a very tumultuous relationship with. I was at a point (laughs) after having, uh, sorry, in my corporate life, I reckon I had it down to at least three or four just to maintain Mm -hmm. my energy levels and the hustle and bustle of the sales environment. After having my boys, I maintained it. And I think my, yeah, my, I would, definitely be able to do a three or four coffees a day kind of yep. day to to stay awake now that my yep. boys are a bit older and I'm sleeping through the night I've been really focused on balancing out my hormones because I've had a few yep. issues with hormonal imbalance related mm-hmm. to PCOS etc so I went the opposite way and I detox and then I quit coffee but I just love it so much that I'm back to one yeah. a day Just want to know, what's your opinion on coffee and energy levels? How much coffee should we have? And yeah, just your general thoughts on coffee and business life. (laughs) Okay. In my opinion, coffee is not bad for you. If you're having one or two shots of espresso, not not the instant coffee because that's highly processed you want to stay away from that but if Mm -hmm. you are having a a good espresso coffee it's not bad for you it's not going to kill you it's not going to cause a complete imbalance in everything it is something that should be enjoyed yes one two a day max it's not a meal a lot of women get confused and think i'll have a coffee and that is my breakfast it is not a meal it is something that you can drink you do need to make sure you are still hydrating your body i used to work in the corporate world i was in an accounting firm and the people i worked with would have seven or eight coffees a day Mm. because they would yeah they would have that 
constant rise and fall in their glucose levels and and coffee was this energy juice really that kind of spikes them up Mm -hmm. to get more work done but then you become so dependent on it that in that context that is an unhealthy habit that is not something you should be doing it puts a big load on your liver it puts a big load on um everything you can't process other nutrients when you are having coffee all the time so you can be depleted in several nutrients if you're having too much of it Mm -hmm. but one or two a day is fine i love my coffee in the morning uh it's just it becomes a bit of a routine and a lifestyle yeah and yeah if you love something then definitely enjoy it in moderation but don't have it in excess nothing is good when you overdo it so i definitely don't have anything against coffee i do love my coffee but definitely keep it to one or two a day and not instant coffee because that's processed lovely Okay, that's good yes. to know. All right, yes. I'm keeping. I'm. I'm just going to stick rigidly to my one a day and continue enjoying. Yeah, perfect. Enjoying yes. that. We have to and enjoy. Yeah, we got to. I think that's the thing that people get really stressed about with nutrition is that they think mm-hmm. if they want to be healthy, they have to cut everything out of their diet. But yeah. it's not like that. Nutrition isn't something you do for two weeks and then you eat whatever you want and then you do it mm-hmm. for another two weeks and then you do whatever you want again. Nutrition should be looked at like it's a way of life. It's what Uh is giving you your nourishment. It's what is giving you your life. Basically, if you're putting things in your body that are healthy, that are nourishing, you're going to feel great. But if you're constantly going two weeks of eating vegetables and then two weeks of eating everything processed under the sun, then Mm -hmm. that's just going to lead to a lot of issues in the future. That's not a healthy, sustainable diet. And I think people think that to be healthy, I need to go on a diet for a week and then I can go back. And then my reward is going back to how I was before where it's just educate yourself on nutrition speak to a nutritionist or any a dietitian whatever who can help you understand the correlation between what we eat and how we feel and how we think and how we act and react basically yeah i think it's important to understand that don't cut out the things you love just learn to have them in moderation learn mm-hmm. to have them when if you want to have a cake at a birthday party have the damn cake you're not going to you're not going to put on 10 kilos and all your hard work's going to be thrown out of the window absolutely not that's life if you want to have coffee have a coffee have one a day and you'll feel fine i think it's just learning those boundaries and not doing things in excess mm. just doing things in moderation and accepting and learning that you have control you can mm-hmm. control you can say no you can say yes it's it's all about trusting yourself trust yourself enough to know that i'm making the right choice for me and making the right choice for me also includes treating myself to a cake every now and then yeah. and there's nothing get rid of the guilt i hate when people associate guilt around what Uh they're eating oh Uh i can't eat that this is a guilt-free diet that i'm on this is a guilt-free treat that i'm having just get rid of that word completely when it comes to what you're eating nothing Uh should make you feel guilty you should trust yourself enough to know that you are making uh, the right choice for yourself yeah love that yes just getting rid of the labels and it really ties into something else i i talk to and teach my clients about and that's your away from and your towards values. And when you're thinking about nutrition, if health and lifestyle is a value of yours, it should be Mm -hmm. a towards value, meaning like you're not coming from a place of 
moving away from a particular way. It shouldn't come from a place of yeah. punishing yeah. yourself and not wanting mm-hmm. to be a certain way or not or yeah. you know feeling not wanting to feel guilty about eating a certain food. That's not why you should be on a nutritional mm. journey or exactly. uh, should be a pull towards feeling healthier, being yeah. happier, living the life mm-hmm. that you want. And when you're coming from that place, like mm-hmm. actually treating nutrition as a lifestyle and yeah. something that you're pulled towards and enjoying and feels in flow with your life, that's when it becomes a lifestyle and becomes more sustainable and and yeah. something that you're actually going to be able to achieve uh, rather of than... Yeah. And, and the other reason why away from goals don't work when it comes to nutrition is when it's something that you're moving away from. So say you're, the only reason why you're looking to see a nutritionist is to lose weight because you don't love how you look. Mm. If you... If you manage to go on a plan and lose a few kilos, but that was your only motivation, you're going to go straight back to where you started from because with an away from goal or an away from value, the minute you're away from it, you have nothing motivating Mm. you anymore. There's no more pull. I've lost a few Mm -hmm. kilos. What's motivating me now? Because when you're motivated and you're pulled towards something, you're going to keep being pulled towards it because it's fulfilling you. It's bringing you joy and love. I love that. I love that advice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. Now, something else I'm really obsessed with learning about is gut health. And there's so much information out there. Uh, You Mm -hmm. just so happen to be a gut health expert. I've just recently downloaded (laughs) and purchased one of your eBooks, which is brilliant. uh, The glow up guide. I think that's available on your um, your website and your link tree from Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit about why gut health is so important and why you focus on it Mm -hmm. so much with your clients? So gut health is basically the core of our health. So a healthy gut microbiome is going to support pretty much everything. Your healthy skin to healthy hair, it's going to promote your sustainable energy levels. It keeps you calm and happy and it will support your mood and your nervous system. So it is basically linked to every aspect of our health. And that is why it is really crucial to take care take excellent care of your gut health and that's why I make such an emphasis on it with all of my clients because until you get your gut health right it's really hard to take care of of whatever their other concerns are like I said at the start I see a lot of people who struggle with skin health or anxiety Mm. and basically if we the first thing we need to work on is the gut because So when it comes to skin health, for example, Mm -hmm. I always say to my clients, your skin is a window to what is going on inside of your gut. So if they're coming to me with lots of issues on their face, then it's got to do with what's going on inside. If people are anxious, then... I let them know that 95% of their serotonin levels, which is your happiness hormone and anxiety and depression is often also... uh, called a serotonin deficiency then we need to work on their gut health because they're obviously not producing the neurotransmitters that are required so it's really about educating people on why our gut health is so important and like I said it is linked to everything so that is why before starting anything or any healing process it's really important to start with nourishing your gut every day and it's quite easy to do I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when 
you start talking about gut health because there is a lot of information out there and, and those big words used and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it is quite simple. And one of the ways that we can all start doing that is reducing stress. That is the biggest, biggest um, issue when it comes to gut health is all the stress we feel every day in our lives. So reducing the stress and doing self-love practices every day and then looking at the, the food you're eating. So if you're having quite a stimulating diet that's really rich, in sugars and processed foods and alcohol and smoking and all of those things, that's all going to impact your gut health. So it's about Uh reducing those foods and then increasing the good things. To have a healthy gut microbiome, we need to populate it with beneficial bacterium. So Uh that comes from things that are fermented. So kimchi, sauerkraut, yogurts, kefirs, those kinds of foods that have live cultures present within the food. That's what we need to start eating every day. And then there's also your prebiotics, which feed the probiotics. Sounds confusing, but it's it's just (laughs) vegetables. So it's onion, garlic, leeks, asparagus, artichokes, all those kinds of things. So just really making sure that to have a healthy gut, it it all starts with cleaning up your diet. It all starts Mm -hmm. with getting rid of things that are highly processed and really Really trying to increase the amounts of wholesome natural foods because that's all going to make a difference so yes yeah, love that yeah and yep. I think with with food we eat affecting our mood is a really important yep. topic as well and yep. it ties into gut health and also mm-hmm. how stress can affect your gut health as well yeah entrepreneurship mm-hmm. I find comes with so many highs and lows it's a roller coaster yep. of emotions at its best you have those months and even days it can differ from day to day where you're on a high and you're feeling you know like you're achieving everything that you want to and there are other days when business might be a struggle if things aren't turning out the way you wanted or that that you would like and sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just not fitting in all your tasks in the day and that can leave you feeling really one stressed tired but also quite sad and depleted at the end of the day can you talk to us a little bit about how we can keep how we can keep our um, gut healthy and our maybe some foods that are directly resulted result in good mood if there are any (laughs) yeah of course there is yeah like I said earlier um 95% of your serotonin is made in your gut so when it comes to gut and mood basically there's this thing called a gut brain sorry yeah a gut brain axis so what that actually is it's the bi-directional link between what's going on in your gut and your mind so Mm -hmm. you've got to think of it as if there's like a circle that it's like a ring that goes around from our gut to our brain and back again so that is why we need to be nourishing our gut with these great foods to then improve and promote a healthy happy mood so i have a lot of that on my blog if you want to go more if you want to understand more about the gut brain yes yes but if we're looking at foods we want to look at foods that are rich in tryptophan because that is the precursor for serotonin Uh Um, so this includes foods like pineapples nuts and seeds those kinds of things so just foods that are that are natural that are wholesome so pineapple is definitely the biggest one and it's a very popular food as well but like i said as well nuts and seeds your lean proteins oysters all of these kinds of foods are really great at promoting your neurotransmitters which lead to a better increased mood and then of course like i said earlier 
all your fermented foods as well are really going to nourish your gut. So that's things like your kimchi, your sauerkraut, yogurts. When I say yogurts, potsek, Greek yogurts, coconut yogurts, not the heavily um, processed sugary yogurts. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely it does has the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're the things that you need to start increasing in your diet to promote good health and a happy mood. I love that. And it's yeah. absolutely crazy to me how little we talk or is talked about particularly on mainstream media and just in general conversation, how little we make the correlation between our gut health and our serotonin yeah. levels and mm. 95%. That is a crazy, yeah, a crazy high percentage yeah. and a, a yeah. huge correlation. Yet yeah. like the work that I do with my clients is around that there is a lot of work around mindset and mental health and subconscious yeah. mind work, but it just yeah. shows that no matter how many negative emotions you release, no matter how much self development you do no matter how Mm -hmm. much you work on a mindset that will allow you to be resilient and with that obviously comes motivated and the positive emotions that involve high serotonin levels and feeling happy it doesn't matter how much you do that work if it's not a holistic approach and you're not taking into account what you're eating exactly at the end of the day it's all connected Uh, It is. It's all connected. And and that's one thing everyone needs to understand. You can't, if you're healing and you're trying to achieve something, you need to do it. Like you said, holistically, there's everything. We are made up of so many different aspects and we need to learn to nourish all of them all at the same time and it's not overwhelming it's just something you learn to do and and it's a form of self-care and self-love so yes we can't um just nourish the mind by seeing a therapist or whatever it may be we also need to nourish the body to get the best results i think that's one thing that people are like i like i said i see a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and they've been seeing people for years to help them and never once have they been really told about the correlation so to their, yeah, to the health, to what they're eating. And all of these years, they've been spending all of these money, all of this money on therapists mm-hmm. and, and spiritual healers and all of these kinds of things. But no one's has said, what are you eating? What do you put in your body every day? How much alcohol are you drinking? And it's just really taking a step back and going back to basics with everything and, and learning that everything is connected, everything. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is why it's so important to have voices like yours be heard on platforms and why women need to, yeah, take a holistic approach Mm. to running a successful business. It is, it goes deeper than just the outcome Mm. and the result of your business. It goes deeper than how productive you can be. You have to be happy. You have to be healthy and you have to look at it at everything that you do holistically. And the way that you do that is you are also an advocate for self-love, which is so important uh, to practice in order to build your confidence in order Mm -hmm. to show up consistently in the way you want to in your business and just for yourself as well I feel like Mm -hmm. one thing that we often miss as well with nutrition is that you have to look at nutrition as an act of self-love also again not as an act of I need to change because I'm not worthy of something at the moment. So do you have any rituals or self-love practices that you recommend to our audience? Yes, I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) I am probably the biggest self-love advocate. It's something that I went through a bit of a 
a very crappy time when I was younger. So when I was Mm -hmm. about 18, I didn't really have many friends. I wasn't very confident. I was being bullied and it was not a good time in my life. And Mm -hmm. I definitely lost all my confidence and self-esteem and had no self-belief at all. And then I started learning more about self-development and self-love and, and now I would never look back. And it's something that if it wasn't for that aspect, if it wasn't for learning to love myself again, I wouldn't be where I am today with my nutrition goals, with my business goals. Starting your own business and going out on your own takes so much confidence and self-love. So it yeah. takes, you're, you've got to be ready to be you know, judged and you've got to be ready to mm-hmm. be told no and all of these things. And that takes so much care. So you building up your self-esteem and your confidence is so important. And it's something that I try and work on every day, every single day. So I do have lots of things that I do. If I'm talking about the main things that I definitely do every day, I'll go through them. I'll list them for you. Firstly is my morning affirmations. So this is either something I do as soon as I wake up in the morning or while I'm doing my makeup or getting ready because I'll be looking in a mirror. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just telling myself or saying to myself a statement of what I love about myself or what I want to manifest. It could be as simple as I love and accept myself. I am beautiful just the way I am. I love to nourish my body. So it's finding something that resonates with you, something that is important to you that you're trying to manifest and -hmm. just telling yourself that we tell ourselves so many negative things throughout the day. We hear so many negative things throughout the day. So starting your day with a few moments of positive affirmations can really just make a big difference in how we feel and how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's just giving, it's basically giving yourself a little pep talk, being your own little cheerleader and Mm -hmm. saying, you are great. You are awesome. You can achieve whatever you want today. And just giving yourself that pep talk, it does, it does make you feel awesome. It makes you feel great. So that is definitely my first thing. My second form of self-care with self-love is is movement, is moving mm-hmm. my body. I work in jobs where I'm constantly sitting down. And one of the biggest forms of self-love you can do is, I, I don't mean you have to go and book in a full-on workout every day. I just mean getting up, getting outside, getting sunshine, walking around, moving your body, moving the energy. It is a form of self-love. You're showing your body that you care about it and you're nourishing yeah. it. And that's what self-love really is. My next thing, which is I think everyone should be doing this, every single day especially at the moment with all of this crazy stuff going on in the world Mm -hmm. is daily gratitude moments so this can be either waking up in the morning or before you go to bed and writing down in a journal two or three things that you are extremely grateful for it could be the smallest thing that happened in your day that made you smile or it can be something big the love you have for your family or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um i actually have a gratitude buddy so this is something i encourage a lot of people to do Uh i um me and my best friend um every single morning she will text me. I will text her one thing we are both grateful for. Oh, and what gorgeous. I love, yeah, I love it. And what I love about that is that, so I'll text her something I'm grateful for, which may be, you know, as simple as I'm grateful for 
the beautiful, cozy, warm bed I slept in last night. Mm -hmm. And then she will text me something she's grateful for. And what it actually does is you end up being grateful for your thing and then you're grateful for their thing as well. And it just puts you in a happy mood. So that's definitely something I recommend to people to do if you have, if you're married or in a relationship and you wake up and the, it's a great thing to do with your partner in the morning, um, with your best friend, with a family member. But if you don't want to do that, of course, you can just write it in a journal. Next one, I know all the ladies out there will love this one, but it's basically <laughs> just self-care. So doing a face mask, getting a massage, buying yourself some new shoes, doing things that make you feel good, your nails, having a good skincare routine before you go to bed at night. Mm-hmm. It's those kinds of things that are showing your body, again, like I said, with movement, showing your body that you care about it, that you love it, that you're appreciative of who you are and you're nourishing the outside as well as the inside. So that's really important. And another one, I know they sound sounds like a lot, but another no, one. No, I is love journaling. these. They're really great yeah. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Journaling is not something I do every night. It might be a couple times a week, but it's something that I just find so important. We have so many thoughts going on inside mm-hmm. our heads, especially mm-hmm. when you have business to worry about as well. You're constantly thinking, you're creating. There's just a lot of thoughts going around. Mm-hmm. Journaling is just a great way to release that. You could be releasing some something negative or you could be writing about something that brought you joy. And either way, it's just nice to jot down those things and get them out of your head because I find that helps me sleep better at night. And yeah, it's just a nice form of self-care. So love it. yes, they're my go-tos. Then there's the, also the obvious ones like meditation and, and all of those kinds of things. But these are mm-hmm. definitely ones that I try and do every day only mm-hmm. because... They take a few seconds. They're really not that long. Obviously, some things take a little bit longer, but Uh it's a few minutes in my day. It becomes a part of my routine and it really does help me from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. It does help me feel better, feel confident, feel motivated. So I think everyone should be doing these self-love exercises, you know, every single day. It's important. It's very important. And it's funny, like it's really about creating a habit out of it. And at the Mm. beginning, it might seem like a conscious effort to create time and space. And whoever says that they don't have time for self-love and self-care, you need to Mm. message me. We're going to have a chat about that because that's a major (laughs) limiting belief. Um, It's really just about prioritizing things. And you know, some of these things to incorporate into your day in your life might seem like a task at first, but the, Mm -hmm. the, the way you will change your mindset for the day, your physiology and how you feel Mm -hmm. will become addictive. And if you can practice this, uh, I always say at at minimum for 61 days, because that's how long it takes for someone to create a subconscious habit that things like brushing our teeth and all the things that we do without really thinking about it um, is to do that. The other thing I love about journaling um, particularly is that I honestly feel like it's a conversation between your mind, like in your Mm -hmm. brain and your thoughts and your logic and your intuition and your soul. And I find Mm -hmm. that whenever you go and if you have something that's just on your mind or on your heart, something that feels heavy or something Mm -hmm. that is just, or something that's playing a narrative that maybe is playing over and over in your head, 
it is so good to get that energy out on paper. And what I often Definitely. find is yeah. it sounds a little bit crazy, but you end up answering your own questions. A lot mm-hmm. of the time, something that sits in my head and is stuck in my brain and stays stuck there, if I can get that down on paper, it's like my reconnecting with my intuition and by that I'm like soul, source, God, however it connects yeah. you. And that flows yeah. out as well. And I end up answering a lot of my own questions. I end up basically processing whatever it is that's stuck in my brain. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful way to release something that's going on for you um, emotionally uh, and in your mind. And by releasing it, you're able to process and move on and that let new energy flow into your day and into your life. So I love journaling for that reason as well. I I agree. (laughs) um, Hear that, you know, uh, from a lot of women wanting to stay on track with their diets. Uh, but when multitasking mm-hmm. and living an extremely busy life, it can sometimes end up being like the last thing on their priority list. Yeah. And leading yeah. to poor last minute meal choices is something that I mm-hmm. know that I have struggled with before. Do you have any yeah. practical advice or hacks on how we can stay healthy within a busy lifestyle? Of course. So it basically just comes down to preparation at the end of the day. I, we all lead really busy lives and yeah, sometimes it's, we don't have meals prepped and and whatnot, but if you try to stay on track and you're finding it hard, it's, it is about preparation. And I know sometimes people just want like a magic little trick, but unfortunately there isn't any, we just Mm -hmm. need to be prepared. Even if you've only got a couple hours once a week, have a, have a day for meal prep. And even if it's a couple hours, make things that are easy, that can be frozen, pop it in the freezer, do things that you can leave for a later time. It's, it just comes down to preparation and then education as well, knowing what's going to be good. And I think a lot of women need to understand that to be healthy and to the meals you eat, they don't need to be extravagant. They don't need to be fancy. When it comes to snacks, for example, I think People think they need to have these fancy muesli bars or whatever it is. A boiled egg is great. It's gonna. It's high in protein. It's high in nutrients. It's gonna fill you up. Have a few boiled eggs in the fridge. Cut up vegetables. Have fruit and vegetables. All those kinds of things. Nuts and seeds. It's not about being extravagant and having fancy foods. It's just having things that are going to provide you with the energy that you need on hand that are easy, accessible. I'm all about quick and easy. I've, I don't have time to sit around every week and I didn't even have children. So uh-huh. <laughs> I uh-huh. could imagine once you're a mom how much harder it would become. But yeah, it's just about being prepared, doing things like dals and soups and curries and things like vegetable jams, bolognese sauces and those kinds of things uh-huh. that you can freeze and just chuck in the fridge for when you need them. So yeah, yeah basically just comes down to being prepared. So get into a routine, whether it's once a week on a Sunday afternoon, if you want to get the kids involved, get them involved. Or if you need to get someone to take the kids out of the house for an hour or two, just so you can get some meals ready, pop it in containers, put it in the freezer, at least it's there. So mm-hmm. yeah, basically just comes down to being prepared. That's, yeah. that's really it. <laughs> and I absolutely yeah. can resonate with that all or nothing yes. mindset when it comes to preparing meals. Like it used to be for me, if it wasn't a master chef, <laughs> master yeah. chef quality yeah. presented yeah. meal on the table for my family, yeah. it was nothing. And I've learned that, you know what, if at the end of the day you're strapped for time and it means mm. you just cover off the food groups, have a bit of chicken, some vegetables, yeah. some rice that is okay and it can take half an hour or you can spend a few hours preparing dinner Mm -hmm. and I can tell you now 
for mums as well who are listening to this yeah. podcast. It's not even always about the preparation and the dinner making. It's the yeah. cleaning up that comes yeah. after that as uh, well. Yeah, so keep it simple, one pot meals. Keep it um, yeah, and it doesn't exactly. have to be. It doesn't have to be super flavoursome all the time yeah, and exactly you, and you yeah. can eat the same thing several nights in a row yes. it doesn't matter I think a lot of people think that they need to have a different meal every single night it's okay yeah. if you're cooking if you're cooking Monday night dinner for the whole family yeah. cook enough for the rest of the week if you have to do what you can with the time that you have yeah. everyone needs to make their lifestyle choices work for them so if you see someone who spends their whole sunday meal prepping that's great because that works for them but do what works for you if you only have time once a couple nights a week when you're cooking dinner for the family simply make enough to make it in bulk so you can have it Yes. for the rest of the week. Do what you can, make it work for you. This is about your lifestyle. This needs to be sustainable forever. This yeah. isn't something you're just going to do for the next couple of weeks and then you're not going to do it anymore. So yeah. figure out what works for you. Figure out what your routine is and where you can fit in those times to either make more food or, or prepare food or just get things ready or do your grocery shopping, those kinds of things. So it's all about making it work for you and being prepared in the time that you have. So yeah. yes, don't get intimidated by what other people are doing online. Yeah. Don't be intimidated by this mom next door. She has three kids and, and she milk preps and, and does all this stuff. That's great because it probably works within our lifestyle, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to be doing the same. It doesn't. No. I think we do get quite intimidated and we feel pressure and, and from outside sources, but it's all about doing what you can with the time that you have. So yeah, Absolutely. make it work for you. Personally, couldn't think of anything worse than spending my Sunday mm. meal prepping. But yeah, um, another thing that is great to give women permission on is we mm. have access to health food stores. We have access to brilliant exactly. that are able to meal prep yeah. for you and create delicious food. Yeah. There is no shame around getting that help no. if your time Absolutely is not. better well spent somewhere else. So whatever works yeah. for your lifestyle, it's really exactly. great. Now, Do I want to see you. Exactly. Now, mm -hmm. I want to switch over a little bit now to some business and entrepreneurship. Yeah. I can't get my word out <laughs> My entrepreneurship. That's okay. Because you are one busy yeah. lady. You also yes. run your own business. And being yeah. a woman that's juggling hats, I love, I love sharing mm. uh, women's success stories, but I also love talking about real struggles and failing forward and all of that good mm -hmm. stuff. So with yourself, having yeah. so many multiple hats to juggle and being mm. as you are, what would you say that you struggle with most in your business and how are you currently working through that? Oh, a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like you said, I do juggle multiple hats. I'm working three jobs and trying to run a business, start a new business from scratch. It's very overwhelming at times. Mm -hmm. I find that one of my biggest, probably one of my biggest struggles is that I'm so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I definitely think I should be 10 steps ahead of where I am at all times. And yeah. that is the most demotivating thing that any business person I think can experience because if you're constantly so hard on yourself and you're putting all this pressure on yourself, you're putting all these crazy deadlines on what you should be doing or thinking that you should be somewhere where you're not, then you end up not actually doing anything. So I find that's my 
biggest weakness mm-hmm. is that I end up being so hard on myself that I actually don't end up doing anything that I want to do mm-hmm. because yeah, I just get so demotivated from that. So I think that's something that I'm really trying to work on at the moment. I've taken a step back a little bit. I've, I'm trying to learn to go with the flow a little more and just mm-hmm. take things as they come, be a little bit more organized as well. I am quite a that's probably one of my strengths is that I am quite organized, but being organized in the sense that instead of having my end goal always in sight, just making smaller goals all the time and working on those. And, but yes, that's definitely, that's always been my, my, my biggest weakness in business is yeah. Being too hard. (laughs) No matter where you're at in business, this is a common struggle for all women, even women that we look up to and we think are in positions that Mm. we would love to be in. We all share the same thought patterns. And I, and we've covered this in a previous podcast. I can't Mm -hmm. believe which episode is now I'm talking like I have thousands, (laughs) but I don't, (laughs) but somewhere I'm sure that we've spoken about this topic around where it's, um, It stems from like the procrastination and that Mm -hmm. overwhelm is often um, behavior that is fear hidden somewhere else. And that fear can come from never getting to where you want to be or imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome or feeling like you're stuck in comparisonitis because, Mm -hmm. and and I think with the social media, it works both ways. It's Mm -hmm. such an amazing platform that allows us to grow multi-million dollar empires online. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, it can also cause us to leak so much of our energy, watching other people and what they are doing and consuming rather than producing. And not only Mm -hmm. that, but then also getting confused about your personal journey, your personal, Mm -hmm. uh, your personal intention, like what you were, what your purpose is in your mm-hmm. business, because you like, well, maybe I should be doing this. Maybe I should be doing that. And then yeah. the shiny object syndrome comes in and you're dabbling in a lot mm-hmm. of things. And sometimes that can just yeah. leave a mind and your soul just really tired and overwhelmed. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, I think the biggest tips that we've covered on that previously is definitely mm-hmm. remembering um, to be kind to yourself. One thing mm-hmm. that I always advise is the first thing in the morning when you wake up, when your your brain is switching from that vulnerable state where it's being conditioned mm-hmm. and you're still in that semi-awake, semi-asleep state, a lot of yep. the times we jump on social media first thing in the morning and check mm. our accounts and, and see what else is going on in the world. What that does without us realizing is put us into a scarcity mindset first thing in the morning, which yeah. sets the tone for the rest yeah. of our days where we're mm-hmm. like, we haven't even started our day. We haven't set our own personal true to ourselves intentions for our business, but we're already looking at what other women and other people are doing yes. out there that's something that can play out, but that we can talk about this for hours, but thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that (laughs) because it just shows how no matter where you are at, that we Mm -hmm. all um, have, we're all having that human experience. And a lot of of the time, doesn't matter how different we are, the human experience is very similar. We all experience the same fears, similar behaviors Mm -hmm. in business and the same struggles. So we really appreciate that. You have a very strong online presence though and a really engaged audience. And I know Mm -hmm. many women starting their businesses who are currently building their personal brands would love to know like some tips if you have any on how to show up on social media authentically and how to grow an organic and engaged audience like you have. Yep. Okay, so my first tip here is just be yourself. Show up as who you are because Mm -hmm. honestly, 
<laughs> there are thousands of women doing exactly what you're doing. So yeah. if you're not being yourself and you're looking at other people and trying to be like what they're doing and modeling someone else, then you're not going to come across as authentic. And what's going to be the difference between someone following you who's starting out in your business or trying to start this new thing and a girl who's been doing it for 10 years and has a bit more experience. Mm. You need to just be yourself and show up as yourself. And that's what people are going to come to you for. They're going to see that this girl's awesome. She's just being herself. She's not afraid to speak her mind and show what she's passionate about. And then what is it that you want people to follow you for? Just understand that people are going to follow you for a reason. They're going to read your post for a reason and understanding what they actually want to see is really important. Just be yourself. That's definitely my first thing when it comes Mm -hmm. to content. Don't post anything that you don't love. Your photos need to be a representation of your business. And Mm -hmm. if they're not professional, if they're not high quality, if they don't come with great captions, then it's not a good reflection of you and your business and what you're trying to show. So Mm -hmm. just don't post anything that, that isn't great. That isn't, pretty that isn't eye-catching it needs to be eye-catching that's what social media is about it Mm -hmm. needs to that's how you're going to get great engagement and then thirdly is be consistent Mm -hmm. make a make a, a posting schedule if you have to and just be consistent and post as often as you can with good quality content that's how you're going to get engagement that's how you're going to get people constantly commenting on your things ask questions get them Engagement is the key. That's how you're going to grow your following is through engagement because that's how more people are going to see it. You need to be quite on it as well. So when someone comments on your post, make sure you respond to them within Uh the first hour of posting, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, be yourself, post good quality content and just be consistent and get that engagement going with your followers. So really my my three tips. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. They're really great tips. And this is a question that I ask all of my guests and yep. I, I absolutely just think it's super valuable to any mm-hmm. woman learning and growing in their business. But if you were to take away a lesson that you've learned since starting your entrepreneurship, what would it be? What is something that you've learned or that you would tell the you that was mm-hmm. just starting out in business? Oh, tough one. There's a yes. lot of lessons, but I, know. I think one, something that I would probably say is one thing I've definitely learned is <laughs> the people you surround yourself with are really going to impact your business. And that may seem a bit weird, but I think I've always believed we are the byproduct of the closest five people in our lives. Mm -hmm. So if you're surrounded by people who are constantly partying, who don't really have any goals, who don't clap for you when you win, who aren't asking questions about what you're doing and showing interest in your life or constantly being a bloody bad news bearer and negative Nancy, Uh they're going to actually impact you so much. And Uh you need to learn to surround yourself with people that are encouraging, who will always clap for you, who ask questions about what you're doing, how your business is going, will call you up when you're slacking off or when you're constantly doing things that are probably taking you away from your goals. I Uh think that is one thing I, I know that I'm influenced by the people that I surround myself with. And that is something I've had to learn because there will be times where I'll be surrounded. I've been surrounded by people who 
probably don't give the best advice or haven't mentored me in a great way. And, mm-hmm. um, I, that's reflected in my business. And then there are times where, you know, I'm very grateful to have the community around me that I do and they're quite supportive of me. And that makes such a difference. It really pushes you to be better and do better. And I think one of the things that if I could you know, share with everyone. It's just watch who you surround yourself with. Just be mm-hmm. mindful of the people within your circle because they are going to have an impact on you so much. And regardless of how motivated you are, if you are constantly surrounded by people who want to do other things and don't really care about your business, you're going to have to motivate yourself 10 Mm -hmm. times more because Mm -hmm. it's going to take all of that extra motivation and determination and passion. But if you're surrounded with people who genuinely want to see you succeed and are truly supportive, they're going to motivate you. They're going to actually give you energy and give you a push and a drive. So just be mindful of who is in your circle when you are going out on your own, you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to achieve something in your life because they're going to make a lot of difference. I'm not saying they're going to stop you. No one's going to stop you if you have passion and determination, but they're Mm -hmm. definitely going to um, have a big play a part in where you're getting, how fast you're getting there and how you succeed. It also can play a part, not even just whether you continue to go hard in your business and and follow your passions Mm -hmm. and your dreams, but it's, it will also impact your ability to stay resilient or, even just continue to feel confident in your mm. business as well. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned, this is something I actually find really subtle is when mm-hmm. you're yourself with people that are asking questions and mm-hmm. are interested in what you're doing. It's not something yep. you typically think as an important factor in surrounding mm. people. Oh, okay. So one obvious one yep. to that might be when people are questioning what you're doing or saying, yep you know, or, or just sending bad vibes yeah. away or yes. yes. doing or judging you. That's a very obvious yeah. way of supporting you. Yeah. But like yes. asking questions and not mm. inquisitive mm. about what you do is a very, yep. it's a very subtle way of not showing support yeah. for what you do. And of course, has, um, I've definitely been in situations where it's like an, a bit of an elephant in the mm. room. Like if somebody cares about you, yep. Um, and truly supports you. They'd want to know, mm, hey, what's going yeah. on with your podcast? Yeah, when can I listen exactly. to an episode? Yeah. And it yeah. can feel a little bit like, yeah. and again, it works both ways. Any relationship, you have to be loving yeah. and supporting and excited for other people's wins. Mm-hmm. But I, I just thought that was a very interesting and a very subtle yeah. way that can yeah. be a little bit soul crushing or yeah, impact definitely. you in a negative yeah. uh, way when you're in yep. business in the circle that you surround yourself with. So I love that. Yep. Now, yeah. this you. has been really great, Melissa. I've absolutely great. loved this conversation. We have learned <laughs> so much from you. <laughs> oh, I want good. to, I know that the ladies listening are going to feel super mm-hmm. motivated to get their nutrition sorted um, so that they can maintain high performance in their business. So I really want to know from mm-hmm. you now, how can they reach out to you to work with you? 
Of course. So I would love to speak to anyone who's interested, but you can head to my website. So my website is www.melissafideli.com. And on there, you can contact me, send me an email, get in touch with me, say hey on Instagram, follow me on Instagram and yeah, just get in touch. I would love to chat with you, have a conversation, see where you're at, what your goals are, what you need help with and give you an insight on how I can help you. I've got a lot of things changing within my business over the next um, few months. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yeah. Make sure you are following me on social media so you can see all the things that I'm currently working on. But yeah, that's what's happening. So get in touch. I'd love to chat with you all. <laughs> and we will make sure that we, as usual, add all of the links uh, for Melissa and everything she's spoken about, including a website and her socials in the show notes. And I have Beautiful. no doubt that there will be some girls eager to work with you after listening to this podcast. Great. It has been amazing. We have learned so much. I feel so oh, good. to go make myself Yay. awake. It's almost lunchtime. I was going to say an interesting yeah. snack. But maybe even a nice lunch. Um, thank you so much again it's been so valuable I've had so much fun Thank you. So have I. It's been so great. I, I love jumping on and podcasts are all very new to me at the moment. So I'm still getting my head around them, but I've loved being on here. And I just hope that I've given someone a little nugget of advice or information that is going to help them excel in whatever it is they're doing. That is my goal. And that's, yeah, that's why I wanted to do this with you. So I, I hope that I have been helpful and yes, I've I've really enjoyed being on here. Thank you. (laughs) 100%. Love it and love you guys. And we will see you soon shortly in the next episode. I hope you all have a lovely day or a lovely night, whatever time of the world it is in your part of the world. (laughs) Have a lovely day, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, business bestie. Thank you so much for choosing to tune into the Her Soulful Success podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all of the links, including my private Facebook group community, Passion to Profit, where I share even more free content, freebies, and live events for the ambitious business babe. If you loved what you heard today, you're going to love what I have in store for you. Everything from creating beautiful brandy, money mindset and wealth, nutrition for optimal energy and mood, to energy healing and anxiety management. I got you. I am covering like all of the things to support you on your journey to soulful success. So that you don't miss out on future episodes, don't forget to click subscribe and share the podcast with your tribe. If you share it on your socials, don't forget to tag me so that I can say hi and thank you personally.